What's going on? It's your boy Mixmaster B here live from the MNB Radio Studios for the MNB Radio Podcast, where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And on the phone lines right now, I have a woman who wears many different hats, but most notably, she is a published model. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk to her a little bit about that. We're going to talk about all the other amazing things that she does, because I'll tell you, once you find out everything that she does and all the different roles that she has, you're going to be just mind blown away how she's able to do all these things all at one time. Dev Crane, Dev, what's going on? Uh, thank you for having me. I, I look forward to, to being able to speak with you finally. <laughs> yeah, finally. You know, I, I, you know, I always say this when I'm on my podcast. Everybody's like, how do you get so many different guests on your podcast? And I'm like, I'll just be completely honest with you. I stalk a lot of them on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> no, no, I don't literally stalk these people, but I do, you know, I just reach out to them and then they're like, you know, do you want to be on the show? They either say yes or no, or I get a lot of them that just say like, they like the comment and I'm like, does a like equal a yes? Does a like equal a no? Like, um, but, but that's how I found out about you. Uh, you know, I'm not, right. I don't know if I, you know, just was just searching and it just kind of came up or was one of those suggestions, but, um, I'm glad that you came on and, uh, we're going to talk Absolutely. to you a little bit tonight. And as I mentioned, you wear many different hats and I know you're a model and that's what we're promoting you as, but, uh, I mean, you're also a mother. I'm- I am like the, the Swiss army knife of yeah. females out there. I'm like the, the jack of all trades. I've pretty much dipped my fingers in every cookie jar there is out there. <laughs> exactly. And like I said, there's so many different things that you are, you know, uh, that you are doing. And one of the things I really want to get into is I want to talk about, first off, how you got into the modeling part. Well, I started uh, doing a little bit of it as a hobby back in 2013, 2014, and I took a break from it for a few years and um, got back into it about February of last year. Uh, again, just doing it as a hobby just to kind of, you know, it, it was mainly a me thing at the point, and once I started getting into Doing it more often and meeting different photographers, I had a bunch of them screaming in my ear like, hey, you you have the look like if you really wanted to, you could go and do this, you know, full time if you want. You know, we can we have connections. We can hook you up with people. And of course, I was one of the ones once COVID hit, I jumped on the OnlyFans wagon (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh, I started making really good money with it, um, just doing my modeling pictures on there. And I finally got to the point where I was making more money doing that than I was my full-time job. And I was like, you know what? I can make my own schedule. I can be with my kids more often, and I can basically just do me. So I started doing it full-time about June last year. Now, you mentioned that people said to you, you know, you could really do this, and you can make a lot of money, and you got a lot of connections. When you first heard that, I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, a pipe dream. Everybody hears that, you know, I can make you a star, sweetheart. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Were you a little yeah. nervous about doing it at first? Or, like, how was your, your mindset going into that? I was a little nervous at first because um, when I when I first started it, I just did – I went and did a basically a mommy me type thing and reached out to a local guy that's from where I'm around and – said, hey, I just want to go ahead and do like a little shoot, like a little boudoir thing just for me and, you know, see how it comes out. And I started posting his videos on my Instagram and people were like, wow, these are are really good. And they weren't even really super edited photos. Like there wasn't anything special about them. And I was like, you know what? I kind of think I might want to do this. And I reached out to a few more photographers. Uh, At first I got, you know, 
no answers back, uh, no responses from a bunch of people. And I finally met one um, down in Florida, decided to spend the little extra money, go and pay him and do a big shoot. And from there, it blew up. I actually did my very first shoot with him and landed a, a magazine cover off of it. And I was like, well, damn, maybe I maybe I do have what it takes. Like, maybe I can, you know, get the hang of this and I can make something of it. And that's exactly what I did. Now, I have to know, because, I mean, you were in the service and you were in the Army. Um, when you were growing up, did you think about doing modeling? Is it something that you just wanted to, you know, do after the service? Or, you know, like, what does all that process go through? Because a lot of people, you know, they coordinate the service and, you know, they come out and then, you know, to do something like this is kind of, uh, right. you know, a little out there for someone that, you know, is in a strict environment like the Army in the service. Right. Um, believe it or not, I have most of my biggest supporters are fellow soldiers. Um, a lot of people, especially when they know now with my modeling that I do these days, uh, how in-depth and how exposed I am with it, I get a lot of harsh feedback from some people like, you know, you wear a uniform. Like, how can you do this? How, how, is, how are you okay with this? And I, I you know, plainly tell them, Look, you would be surprised, but some of my fellow brothers and sisters in arms are some of the biggest supporters that I have, and they think that it's absolutely great that I'm out here, you know, being that confident and and that motivated and showing off a different side that you normally wouldn't see from a person in uniform. And I I basically tell people, you know, I have their support. I, I don't intermingle as much as I can my military career with my modeling career and I, I have a very fine line between the two so they don't intersect or overlap in any inappropriate way. And if anybody doesn't like it, then that's their problem. That's not mine. Did you hear anything from the Army? I mean, did they catch wind? Did anybody, you know, try to discourage you and tell you not to do it? No, um, I really didn't hear anything negative. Um, I actually I have a, a lot of people that I know um, and a lot of people that I don't know that are, wear the uniform that are fans on my OnlyFans. And I don't get any harsh judgment from anyone. Um, as long as I don't represent the military in a negative way, I don't get any harsh feedback from it. Because what I do on my own time is what I do on my own time. That's how it should be, too. I mean, whatever you do in your personal life is, you know, your personal life, as long as you're not committing crimes or, like you said, uh, exactly, or, you know, making... Uh, you know, any kind of uh, disrespect to the, the, the military, um, you should be able to do what you want to do. But let me ask, right. too, uh, with your family, uh, when you started doing the modeling stuff, because let's be honest, like, you got some hot stuff on Instagram, but the only fans you do see nudity and stuff of that nature, um, how did family, loved ones, all them kind of react to that? Huh. Well, family uh, was a little less open to it. Um, when... When I first started doing the modeling, um, like I said, with my first shoot and just kind of doing it for me, they really didn't have anything to say, but I really wasn't on the best of terms with my parents or my close family anyways. Um, I don't have a lot of close family as it is, so my family circle wasn't that big to begin with. And once I decided I wanted to be a big girl and, you know, go buy new titties and start doing, you know, more explicit stuff, um, my, my parents caught wind of it and they were a hundred percent against it, but, and I'm sure we'll get to talking about this a little more in depth later, but it, it, 
I went through a really bad divorce in the middle of all this. And for me, doing the modeling was a way for me to find myself again. Like, you know, I wanted to come out on top of a really bad situation. And that's exactly what I did. And my parents couldn't see it in that way. And I told them, you know, I'm basically doing this full time. This is my income. This is what puts a roof over your grandkids' heads, puts food in their bellies. It supports me. It supports my bills. It supports my lifestyle. If you guys can't accept that and just, you know, don't want to be around it, then don't be around it. And if that includes you not speaking to me or not coming around, then so be it. But I have to do what's best for me and my family. And there have been quite a few squabbles, um, but as of now, I, I don't speak to them, and I'm completely fine with that. Now, it's crazy that you say that, you know, they weren't accepting of it. And, I, I mean, I can see it from both point of views, you know. It's not something I can, that, too. It's not something that everybody is just going to jump on board and be like, hell, yeah, like, I want to see my daughter's titties out there. Like, I get that. Right. I, you know, I get <laughs> it. You know, but it's also, it's it's kind of baffling to me and maybe to others the fact that, you know, you, you join the service, and that's not something that's always accepted either by people. You know, some people see it as an honorable thing. You know, I see it as honorable, but I can also see where right. parents are, like, nervous and are scared. You know, like, you see these commercials all the time, these recruitment commercials where a guy's like, you know, I want to be, a, you know, a computer engineer. And the mom's like, well, why do you have to do it, <laughs> right. in, a, do I have to do it in a landmine? You know, why can't you do it at, you know, a Best Buy or, you know, or Geek Squad or something? Um so it's weird that they were um, – well, maybe you can answer this. Were they okay with the fact that you were going into the service? I know you said you didn't have a, a strong relationship with them, but, like, it seems like they were okay with that but weren't okay with you doing something else that was maybe considered extreme to a lot of people. Um, at first, they were absolutely not okay with it. They completely hated the idea. Um and the way that I ended up having to do it is I went and I met with a recruiter. I didn't tell them about it. Um, I went and did all my things to, you know, do my physicals and do all my medical stuff and, and all the paperwork that comes with it. And I went and swore in on the same weekend that I went and did all my testing for it. And I basically came back and told them, hey, like, I joined the Army and I, I leave in two weeks to go to training for nine months. Like, let's do some cool stuff before I go. And at first, they absolutely hated it. And once I got further into training um, and was getting ready to finish up basic training and stuff like that, um, my mom and my sister did come down for my graduation. And it opened up their eyes a little bit more once they saw what I was doing and what I was going to be doing, you know, in the future to, to basically help and serve others. And there was times where they were a bit hypocritical about it. But for the most part, until, you know, me and my ex-husband separated and we started down that path, um, they really didn't have anything bad to say about it. Now, you mentioned about your ex-husband, you know, going through the divorce, and we spoke briefly mm -hmm. before the podcast. Is there anything you didn't want to talk about? You said you're pretty much an open book. Um, was the divorce, was that because of being in the service? Was it like what caused the rift between that? Because a lot of people get into the modeling stuff, and especially when they start doing explicit stuff, you know, that's the stuff that kind of, to, you know, kind of makes people don't want to be, involved with somebody or they think it's cool at first and then they don't was this before or after you got involved with all that this was before um me and my ex-husband we were together we actually met um while i was in training uh, i went to basic training at fort jackson in south carolina and then i went and did advanced individual training for my actual job in uh, san antonio texas 
And we actually met in San Antonio. Um, we kind of had that forbidden romance while we were in training. And he was originally from Idaho. So my West Virginia self convinced him to move all the way from Idaho to West Virginia after we knew each other for about, it was about five months. Um, it was one of those relationships where we weren't really able to do anything physical with each other. So the beginning of our relationship was solely founded on emotional and mental entanglement, I guess you could say. Um, and so we got to learn about each other and get to know each other on a really deep level prior to him moving back home with me. Um, we were married for almost five years. We were together for over six. And basically the, the divorce had a lot to do with my parents. Um, they were really overbearing in our marriage. And don't get me wrong, we had our ups and downs within our marriage and some of the things we were able to work through, some of the things we weren't able to work through. And my mom and dad found opportunities to really hone in on the parts that we couldn't work through together. And they liked to have their own opinion. They liked to voice their own opinion. And they thought that their opinion was gold. And every time me and my ex-husband didn't agree with it, they would cause problems in some way, shape, or form. Um, so ultimately, it, it was our differences between me fighting to have a relationship with my mom and dad and then fighting to have a relationship with my ex-husband. And it ultimately just didn't end up working out. We had too many differences with it. Not to bash mom and dad, but geez, it seems like they had a, a part in almost everything that you do and always were against everything you're doing. It, it They have been very overbearing in my life. They've basically had a hand in every decision that I've made. And when me and my ex-husband split and we started the divorce process, I finally told myself, like, you know, look, I, I'm a grown woman. I have two kids that I have to take care of and make decisions for on top of everything else that's going on. I don't have time to deal with your melodramatic drama and and the fact that you just don't like some of the decisions that I'm making to better my life in the end. And if you're not okay with that, then, that, well, you know, your problem. I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I have to do what's best for me and what's best for my kids and not listen to you guys anymore. Now, do you think if you didn't have children, you would have that same mindset? Absolutely. Um, I started getting that mindset that that was actually one of the reasons I joined the army was the, you know, they wanted me, they had a, a hand in me going to schools. They had a hand in what car I drove or what car I picked out and what jobs I worked. And I eventually got to the point where I just, I needed to break from all of it. I needed to break from work. I needed to break from school. I needed to definitely need to break from them. And I said, you know, what better way to, to get away from everything and start fresh than to join the military and let them run your life for eight months? It actually, people tell me that I'm crazy for saying this, but training for me was a vacation. Hmm. I believe it. I mean, it sounds like you said they were overbearing and had their hands involved in everything. And now yeah. you're doing the successful modeling thing, and you said you signed up for OnlyFans, which blew up during this whole pandemic. I think everybody, you know, signed up for OnlyFans. and. A oh, lot, yes, they did. Yeah, and as a lot of <laughs> a lot of people think OnlyFans is, you know, it's just, you know, porn related. But, I mean, I see people out there that have OnlyFans that, you know, are, 
you know, actors, singers, DJs, you know. It's not at all that stigma. Like, I know people, exactly what you said, there's Uh actors, there's DJs, there's, you know, people that use it for personal training, um, artists. It's it's a revenue, it's an instant avenue for basically anybody and anything. It's not just, you know, models getting naked or people putting up amateur porn or anything like that. It's, It's more than just all that. Now, did you get any kind of weird looks when you told people that you were doing an OnlyFans or they kind of just assumed that it was going to be, you know, explicit related because of you doing modeling stuff? Um, not really. Uh, there was a few people, a few close friends of mine that were like, really? Are you really doing this? And I'm like, yeah. And, you know, once they started to find out what I was doing on it, um, because I, I, you know, I do the modeling, I post pictures, I post naked pictures, and then me and my, my boyfriend that I'm with now we also do videos together and people were like, really? Like you guys are comfortable with doing that? I said, we basically look at ourselves as not porn stars. I, I definitely, you know, don't have the title to be a porn star. Um, it's basically, we have fans that like to see our, our personal lifestyles and how we play them out. And anybody that looks at my, my only fans, I know you have, I mean, you can see my, my modeling aspect of it, and then people that want to see, you know, what me and my boyfriend do, they get to see what we do on a personal level. And it is, I mean, it's not scripted. It's not acted like most porn is. It's it's just us being personal and intimate with each other, and we just share that with people. Now, how does that factor in with being a, a parent? I mean, a lot of people that do, you know, porn-related stuff, they worry about what may happen later on when kids are old enough to see stuff. Have you ever thought about that? I have. And this question actually was just at a photo shoot the other day. And this question got brought up with one of the girls I was working with. Um, People have asked me, you know, do you include like, do your kids know that you do this, which we have six kids between me and my boyfriend. Um, My two are five and two and his are seven. He has six year old twins and a three year old daughter that lives with us full time. And they do not know, like they know that I model. They know that aspect of it. They don't know the extent that I model. Um, They don't know that I take my clothes off for a living and and take nudie pictures for everybody to see. Um, To the extent my, my son particularly, he knows that mommy dresses up and looks like a princess and goes to work. (laughs) <laughs> and we don't do any of the erotic or any of the video stuff around them. They're never in the house when we do any of that. They're never here when we record. Um, we we keep them as separated from that as possible. And then with to answer your other question, people have asked, you know, what are you going to do when they get older? My kids are going to know that mommy did what she did so they could be supported and they could have everything that they ever wanted. Um, regardless of what mommy had to do, she knew that whatever she was doing, she was taking care of her babies and making sure that they had everything they needed to, you know, thrive and be happy and, you know, have a roof over their head. And if it ever came down to a point where my kids were ever uncomfortable with it, I would do my best to make them not uncomfortable if that included, you know, removing everything that I could from the internet, I I would do my best to do that. Um, If I had to quit or if they wanted me to quit, you know, it would be a a serious conversation that I would sit down and have with them. But if that's what made them happy, then I would do it. Um, It's, it's all about give and take with this industry anyways. And, you know, sometimes you have to make sacrifices, whether it be good or bad. 
Now, at five and two, you hopefully, by the time that they're old enough to have an opinion, not that you have to be a certain age to have an opinion, but to be old enough to kind of comprehend everything that you've done and are continuing to do, hopefully it's a little bit more acceptable. I feel like it, it it's becoming acceptable. It, it is now. Um, it's definitely a lot more eye-opening. I mean, I, I could walk down the street and probably look at 20, 40 people that do OnlyFans and do the same thing that I do. Um, the, the way I look at it is what I do on my OnlyFans is no different than what a, a stripper that has two kids to support does at a strip club or what an adult porn star that has kids does You know, when, her, when she's on a porn shoot. I mean, we're all out there doing the same thing. We're out there, you know, making money to provide for our lifestyles and, and our our lives and, and anybody that's involved with them. So, you know, I'm I'm the one that's going to, you know, try to raise my kids to be like, hey, if you ever see this or if you ever see pictures of mommy, more than likely it's going to be your friend saying, hey, your mom's like really, really hot, man. Like you didn't tell us about this. And I, I'm hoping that I can instill on my kids that if that were to ever happen, that they just kind of, you know, brush it off their shoulder and be like, yeah, you know, it's it's pretty cool. She enjoys it. She that's what she does for her, you know, a living. And, you know, we don't we don't have anything bad to say about it. When all your kids' uh, friends become stiffler all of a sudden and they're like, hey, your exactly. mom's a milf. I, I, that's what I, I'm like, I definitely I'm going to be that. I'm going to be a milf one day. I know it's going to happen. And I'm just like, when that time comes, we'll just take it in stride like I have with everything else in my life, and we'll deal with it when it gets there. Now, when you started OnlyFans, did you have a, a mindset or a game plan of how long you would be doing this, or was this something that hopefully you thought maybe once you made some cash and get out of it? Because I hear this story a lot from a lot of people that get into the adult business. You know, they want to do it for a little bit. And then they get out of it or hope that they can get out of it. You know, they think they're going to make a little fast, fast cash out of it. How yeah. long did you think you were going to be doing something like this? Um, I had made it a long-term plan. Uh, of, of course, you know, when it became big, I started mine in March of last year. It was literally right before COVID completely blew up. And I started it to, I basically told myself, I just bought a new car and I said, if I can, you know, at least make half of my car payment with this, just by, you know, selling pictures to people, I'll be happy. I'll consider myself coming out on top. And my first month, I did that. My second month, I doubled what I did the first month and it just continued to double and double and double and double and double. And I was like, well, damn. And a lot of people, they, they're they like, well, what do you do? What did you do before OnlyFans? Well, I worked as a nurse. <laughs> and I eventually got to the point where I was making more money on OnlyFans than I was working as a nurse. Which is crazy. Like, Wait a it is. It's absolutely crazy. And it, people were like, no, you like you make really, really good money. I was like, no, I make really good money selling my pictures and taking my clothes off for people. Like, And I'm not ashamed of that. Like. If I can make my own schedule and be at home with my kids more, it's kind of a no-brainer because that's literally, you know, every woman's dream once she has a family is to not miss out on anything with the kids and be able to kind of just be the stay-at-home mom if they can. And I'm able to get away with that now. So I'm like, well, damn, this this kind of worked out in my favor. Well, luckily for you, you had the luxury of being able to quit being a nurse to do something like this. You hear so many stories during the pandemic of people that were kind of moonlighting as, you know, whatever on OnlyFans and then their employers finding out about it. And, 
you know, either firing them or, you know, demoting them. And right. it sucks because you're saying to yourself, again, what you said, what you do in your own personal life and what you do at work. And as long as you don't, you know, mix the two, it shouldn't matter. And you're not committing any crimes or doing anything that's, right. you know, illegal by law or anything or, you know, promoting anything that's, uh, you know, any craziness like that. But uh, you've had the luxury to go ahead and quit your job to do this full time. Um, again, it's a long term for you. But what if, you know, like you said, the opportunity came out to do something else? Would you be open well, to it? Well, that's where that's where I become the the Swiss Army knife of people again. Um, I'm actually I'm getting ready. I applied to go back and get my my RN degree. Um, I have my LPN license now, and I was in school right before I joined the Army to finish up for my RN. And you know things happened. The Army ruined me. My kids ruined me even more. And I just took so long of a break that I didn't actually ever think that I was going to go back to school, um, especially when I started doing modeling. I was like, you know, I, I technically I don't have to, but then you kind of, you know, sit back after doing a few shoots and you're like, well, I'm not going to be, you know, young and unwrinkled forever. You know, I got to have a fallback at some point just in case something were to happen. So I'm actually getting ready to go back to school to finish up my RN degree. Now, were you concerned about, possible job opportunities later on in life that they would find out about what you did and that, you know, would close doors for you or you, I mean, I live by the motto, you can't control what you, you know, what you can't control, but. Not at all. I actually know quite a few girls that work as registered nurses, um, you know, all over different states, different parts of the world. And they do the same exact thing that I do and they get absolutely no grief for it. Um, as like I said, as long as you don't, intermingle what you do for your OnlyFans or what you do for modeling with your actual job. Like, you're not going to see me, you know, posting up pictures with my name badge and where I work in front of the hospital and then two seconds later taking the same picture with my clothes off in front of that hospital. Um, it's the same way with the military. As long as I don't affiliate myself in any way, shape, or form with it, um, I won't even take pictures in uniform. Um, if If I'm not doing a shoot because uh, I've had people ask me, you know, you know, you're, you're in the military. You want to do a military themed shoot? Absolutely not. Um, there's way more ideas, way more things that I could do. I don't have to slap on a uniform just because I'm affiliated with that side of the, you know, side of life. Um, so, and, and I do, I knew, I know a, a bunch of people I'm shot with a bunch of girls. Uh, they're registered nurses down in Florida, um, over in the DMV area, uh, all over the place. And it's as long as we don't say, hey, like, I take naked pictures and I work for this place also, you know, they kind of keep it to ourselves. They kind of leave us alone about it. Now, I always ask guests that are in your field and they're doing things similar to what you're doing, is there a will-not-do list? Like, is there anything that you were against doing and anything that you want to do? Well, the so OnlyFans, there's pretty much not anything that I won't do. I mean, once you get to the point where you're making videos with your significant other, there's kind of no return. Um, now, with my modeling, so I, I shoot everything from fashion to boudoir, lingerie, um, bikini. Uh, bikini is actually where I started. And then I go up to, you know, implied shoots. Um, glamour nude, full nude, and then erotic, which erotic gets to be a 
a sticky subject because, believe it or not, there's actually levels of erotica out there. Um, so for my erotic, like I'll shoot open leg nude. Um, I'll, you know, you'll see me, you know, face down, ass up in a few pictures of mine. Um, and I even go to the point where I do like self touch. I, the point that I cut off and where my boundaries are is I don't do any penetration unless I'm doing a video. Okay. So I don't, I don't like masturbate on camera. I don't, you know, stick my fingers in the vag and, you know, spread it, you know, spread eagle anything. And I don't really use toys. Um, I have used like dildos and stuff like that to use as props, but I've never actually done any penetration photography with them. Um, and most photographers now, especially if they shoot that kind of genre, um, a lot of them are starting to come out with their own portfolios um, and they'll kind of give you an example. Like it'll go through the stages of erotic content and, you know, they can basically give you a picture and be like, well, are you okay with doing this? Yes. Okay. Are you okay with doing this? And once that model hits no, that's where the photographer cuts off and they don't push the issue anymore, which is really, really nice because there is that gray area of what some people consider erotic and what they're comfortable doing. Now, let me ask you, if you're okay with doing the videos with your, your boyfriend, why not the other? So price tag mainly, um, with, with that kind of shooting, um, obviously it's a lot more expensive than if I'm just wearing a bikini. Um, and there's not a huge, huge market out there for photographers that want to pay for it, um, unless they're they're huge, huge names, which I know girls um, that I have shot with, you know, at, at big workshop events, and I've, you know, sat down with them and have asked, you know, what do you charge? Like, what's your rates? What's your, what's your different genre rates? And some of them are absolutely outrageous just specifically for that point. And it's basically... For me, it's a way to weed out who seriously wants to work with me and who seriously doesn't or to weed out somebody that's looking for a freebie rather than, you know, paying me for my services and getting good content, if that makes sense. Yeah, but not, but I guess the question I, I would follow up with that is, is that why not do it yourself? I mean, a lot of these OnlyFans, they make money. They're not they don't have professional photographers. Would you be? Okay with just, you know, setting up a, a webcam in your house and doing it? Oh, absolutely. Um, we've actually, and, and again, it comes down to price point um, because, uh, especially on OnlyFans, um, it's it's way worse than modeling. Um, guys on OnlyFans are cheap. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do not want to spend a dime if they don't have to spend a dime, and they will try to finagle you in any way they can to get, free content or to to do that or you'll get the other extreme end of it and you'll have guys throw out these outrageous numbers like i can't tell you how many times a week i get a guy that messages me either on instagram or my only fans and they're like hey you know do you want to meet up and you know you politely tell them no i, I don't do meetups i don't do you know personal meetups or any exchanges like that and they'll be like well what if i give you like four thousand dollars no, <laughs> you're like, it's my answer was no to begin with. And money is not going to change that because that's where my personal boundary is set. Um, now, live cams, I've not done a lot of live cams because with the area that I'm in, most of my fans are 
local to me um, or within the surrounding states of where I'm at. And a lot of them don't really want to live feed or live stream with me, surprisingly. Um, and it's different for every area. So a majority of my people, they, they'll send me like personal requests for videos um, or they'll ask me for personally made content. And normally that's where I make my money at. So knowing that, you know, the money's not really so much an object for you, would you be against if, uh, you know, when these big companies came along and wanted to, you know, hire you to shoot for them? Or would that be um, like... I actually, I have had um, one particular gentleman, I'm actually getting ready to do a um, a photo shoot workshop with him coming up in May. Um, he's based out of Florida and one of his, he's a huge entrepreneur and one of his side hustles is he's a, he owns a company that basically hires, um, models or hires adult film stars and matches them with producers to create content. And he has reached out to me about doing that. Um, so my next trip down to Florida, that's something that we're going to discuss, um, he's one of the few, cause I, I mean, I'm one of those women, like, yes, I do videos with my boyfriend and I, you know, we do it together, but I don't have a lot of people that I would feel comfortable with doing it outside of my relationship. And I am one of those women. I am kind of old fashioned in that sense. I like to keep my relationship personal. Um, so if it's something that he, my, my significant other would be comfortable with, then that's definitely something I could discuss because a lot of people are like, well, you know, if you want to do it full time and you want to do it professionally, you can't just have sex with him. You, you have to be able to be open to have sex with a bunch of other people. So that's kind of where I am at a standstill because I don't know if I would ever get to that point of being okay to do it with other people. So it's a, it's a sticky subject at the moment. But it's totally not off the off the table. No, not at all. Um, if there, if the right person and the the right figure came to it, um, my I mean, my boyfriend is a lot more, in my opinion, a lot more open than me, and I know that he would never have an issue with it if if it came down to you know the right dollar amount. Mm -hmm. And the reason I ask is because I know fans for DMing me and sending me messages because we did get questions to, you know, for you to field and, you know, ask. Okay. And, uh, that was one of the questions that I kept getting a lot of in the same roundabout right. way question, you know, like, would she really do full fledged, you know, porn if she worked for a major company, would she do this, you know? Um, right. So some of these questions I got from fans. So obviously you do the videos with your significant other and, uh, yeah. some of the fans wanted to know, like, what are your uh, favorite, interactions favorite positions favorite you know ways that you really enjoy yourself because again you're saying you like it because it's more intimate it's more personal which is great because it's not scripted and it's not you know a big storyline right but uh what uh what gets dev off oh uh, what gets dev off well dev when she met her her current boyfriend um she found out that she was a big big squirter <laughs> Was this um, by accident or did this, you? It, it was totally by accident. Um, I had never done it before. I It was a first for me and it was very easy to accomplish. Because uh, 
I remember when it happened, it was literally like the first night that we met and I I wasn't expecting him to be like, it was honestly a meetup to be a hookup and I wasn't expecting him to stick around like he did. (laughs) So when it happened, um, he kind of looked at me baffled. Like he, he, you could see that I was a little startled and he goes, you know what happened, right? I'm like, yeah, I know what happened. I just didn't know I could do it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's um, normally all of our videos has a, a couple different scenes of that happening in it. Um, I'm I'm a huge doggy person. Um, that's that's my favorite position. That's my favorite angle. Um, now he, on the other hand, he is full on girl on top. He likes me to be, you know, full on. Not so much reverse cowgirl. He hates reverse cowgirl because he can't see my boobs. <laughs> um, but he he gets off quicker when I'm on top. Okay, and um, next question we had from a fan who wanted to know, if there was anything you could change about yourself, what would it be and why? Um, I actually, I'm I'm actually in the process of changing it now. Um, So my first big change was when I got my boobs done. Um, My kids sucked everything out of me and then gave everything back except for my boobs, um, so last year I did get my, my breast augmentation done. Um, I went from a 32B to a 32D and I love my new boobies. Um, the other thing that I always wanted to change that I never did in childhood was, um, I wanted to straighten out my teeth. Um, I don't have an issue with my teeth. I love my teeth and my, my smile is one of my staples with my modeling, but I've always wanted to have that straighter smile just because my, my mouth is a little bit crammed. Um, so I am actually getting ready to start doing invisible liners and I will have a straight pearly white smile in about six months. <laughs> now, when people log on to your OnlyFans, if you had to sell the idea for why they should subscribe to your OnlyFans, what would be that, that sales pitch? My sales pitch is always if you want a girl next door vibe without a price tag on it, come check out my profile. I have a little bit of variety. I have a little bit of everything and I'm always open to ideas. And if that's what you're looking for, along with a little more of a social interaction, then definitely look me up because a lot of girls that have it, um, they're not personable. Like they're, it's literally, they're just out there to make a buck. Um, but I have fans that, you know, don't know me from the man on the moon that just like my look. They're, they're just fans of my modeling. And then I have people that I know personally that, you know, I've known for years that are fans and they think that it's awesome that I'm out there, you know, being this strong, independent, powerful woman, you know, supporting her kids and, you know, doing this on the side, like, they're like, you know, you're the jack of all trades. Like you have a collar up every sleeve, like you, you, you can do it all. And they, they think that that's amazing. It's not so much of a, a sexual connection. It's just a a personal connection for them. And that's one of the things that I exceed on with my page is people get a more personal connection with me more than just, y'all, you're just looking at me to, you know, wank one off and go about your day. Now, if fans were to uh, hit you up, and, you know, they, they wanted that interaction. Do you do that a lot with the DMs on OnlyFans? Because a lot of people don't post a whole lot, and a lot of people will not renew subscriptions because they feel like they're being hostile. How much do you interact right. with fans? 
Um, I will say this past month, um, I had, I've had a lot of sickness in the house between the kids and I was doing a lot of workshops actually creating content. So this past month, I haven't been as active as I normally am, but for the most part, I'm usually on every single day. Um, I usually check my messages, you know, once in the morning, once in the evening, and I try to get back to people as much as I can. Now, when I do have events um, or I do have workshops, I'll, I'll see an influx in messages, so it takes me a little longer to get back to them. Um, but I also have people that follow me on OnlyFans that message me through Instagram, so I talk to people through that as well. Now, what uh, what other hobbies do you have? I mean, it's I mean, do you have time to have hobbies? I should say, as first, I mean, being a mom <laughs> and you know trying to get your RN and doing the OnlyFans and just being in a, in a relationship uh, can be time consuming in its own. But what else do you enjoy doing? Um, I am an avid crafter. Uh, back when I was pregnant with both of my kids, I, you know, went into full-blown nesting mode and started doing crafting. Um, I'm, I'm the typical maker of door-hanging wreaths and uh, Christmas tree toppers and any, anything that I can basically put together myself. I will either do it or I'll find a video on how to do it. Um, I, I love to shoot guns. Uh, I have a, quite a few guns in my arsenal um, that I, whenever I can, you know, I'll take my, me and my boyfriend will go to the shooting range and shoot up a few targets. Um, and then I'm also trying, I, I was at a photo shoot last year and we, we were doing like a, a witchy, like 1800s versus modern witch theme with this, with this two day shoot. And the one of the girls, she was a model and a photographer for the both days. She ended up bringing a boa constrictor with her for us to pose with. And I absolutely fell in love with it. I used to be terrified of snakes, told myself that I would never, ever have one. And after posing with him, I absolutely fell in love with them. So October of last year, I went and bought my very first ball python. And I am getting ready to get another one. And I'm hoping to be skilled enough to start breeding them. So this is my new up-and-coming hobby that I'm trying to do. Yeah, snakes are fun until uh, you look in the cage or tank or whatever and they're no longer there. Um, I had that happen a couple weeks ago, (laughs) and it scared the shit out of me. And luckily I found her, and she was unharmed. Uh, My cat was a little freaked out, but, uh, yeah, she – she she did escape on me, but she didn't go very far, and I didn't lose her. So I was like, okay, well, that isn't money wasted, and I don't have a dead animal to take care of. So we're we're good. We're okay. <laughs> I can remember as a child, I had uh, chameleons, and they, oh gosh, you had them in like little cages and everything. And <laughs> I can remember when they would get out of a cage, and then you know, obviously, chameleons are able to change, you know, their their shading and everything. Yep. So uh, trying to find these little bastards when they're you know out of their cage and they're you know they're they're little tiny guys. I mean they're like they're like the gecko gecko you know or, you know oh, yeah. the, the gecko gecko. They're not that big you know. So <laughs> we would find them and they would be like just kind of just you know hanging on the wall or something. You're like oh there's one of them and yeah. Oh I got it. Yeah so forget that shit. No, I, you know, I, I don't do snakes. Uh... I was uh, I was smart with her. Um, she's very brightly colored, um, and she's she's got yellow tints to her, so she's very easy to find. <laughs> 
And she is starting to get a little bit bigger and a little bit fatter. So she, there's not very many places that she can get into but get back out of. So I was like, okay, we're, we're, at, we're at that point that if she does get out, she can't really go too far or get lost in a bunch of stuff unless she, like, claws. And I do have my suitcase out right now with all my lingerie in it. She did claw, like, crawl into that one day, and I was like, where'd you go? And I had to dig through all of my lingerie bags to find her. I could only imagine the anxiety that the cat has. <laughs> the cat, I think the snake had more anxiety than the cat did. The cat was just upset that she'd crawled behind, she she got stuck in between an ottoman and a door frame and couldn't get out. Like she was able to crawl in, but she was too fat to get back out of it. And the cat was like, like, dude, I want to, I want to play with you. Like, why are you back there? I can't get to you. And that's what freaked her out the most was that she couldn't get to it. But she's never been... My cat's never been mean with her. She's never been aggressive toward her or tried to eat her or anything. She just she's as fascinated as I am. Well, if I'm the cat, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm playing the same rule too. I'm going to be nice to snake. Snakes, <laughs> snake could probably eat my right? ass. I'm like I'm not even well, thinking about eating the, the, the snake. <laughs> she um she won't get it big enough to eat my cat. I don't think um she'll get about five foot long and she'll weigh about forty to fifty pounds um. They can only eat the size of the widest part of their body, and my cat is a fat ass, so she's definitely too big for the snake to ever eat. <laughs> but I'm like, now you you piss it off enough when it gets a little bit bigger. I said you might you might have a, a couple nips at you if you're you're not careful. So, mm-hmm. so I try to interact them as much as I can. So uh, another fan wanted me to ask, like, what would be something that would be surprising to listeners about you? What's something that people would be like? shocked to hear um oh gosh i mean because you, you pretty one. much do it all right now so i mean it's just like i look at it is saying well, i don't know what she could be doing that would be shocking to me because she kind of has so many different roles and jobs and exciting things that she's doing now so if you were if someone were to tell me that you were you know running for office or you know doing some kind of like cure for some kind of medicine or something like you know i wouldn't be really surprised oh gosh um i i don't know that's a hard one and it could be something simple I, I, too I, you know um i mean you could be I a good cook i don't know i well i i am a, a very good cook um i am a huge fan of hello fresh recommend it to anybody to try it um and and i can cook up a mean ass steak if you give me the opportunity to so anybody that is uh hungry you can hit her up on her only fans and maybe she'll you know for the right price deliver you a meal or something you could start your own yeah, company absolutely. like a, like a DoorDash or grandma i got I got, <laughs> I got freebies out the ass for hello fresh so if you hit me up on my only fans i will send you a promo code and get you free dinners <laughs> <laughs> and you got to watch how you word that because people might go on your OnlyFans to actually watch freebies come out of your ass. So, you know, hey, you don't want to mislead don't people. Don't me with a good time. I will, I will sit there. I'll even do a promo video cooking it naked if I have to. <laughs> if the price is right, you can get a free if meal exactly. cooked naked. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, I mean, you have a lot of fans through, you know, your social medias. Tell me one of the, like, weirdest uh, interactions you may have had with a fan. I mean, he had people say that they would offer you $4,000 for a meetup, which I laugh at that because how many of these people actually got $4,000 laying around? Not saying that they can't, but most likely they're, you know, they're bullshitting you just to see, you know, what you would say. That happens 
all the time. Like I, I kid you not, I usually get one of those messages usually every other day. Um, I, I obviously I get my fair share of dick pics as well. Um, who doesn't anymore these days? Um, I haven't one gotten one in a while. Ones, oh God, it, it's it's amazing <laughs> though when you get them. Like I have a a blackmail folder on my phone of just random dicks that I've gotten from people. And if you're that big of an asshole to me, which I get those quite often, um, you'll get random dick pics. Like that's, that's my, before you get blocked, you get some random ugly ass penis on your phone. And that's my parting gift to you before I block your ass. Um, no, the, the weirdest conversation that I had with somebody, um, it was just this past week, uh, random guy added me on Instagram, started talking to me. You know, it was the typical conversation starter, like, you're really beautiful, like, your pictures are amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, it got weird, and it started to turn into, like, hey, would you ever, like, want to meet up? And you can obviously tell he could not speak English very well. Like, his even his messaging and his texting was broken English, and it was hard to follow at times. And he... <laughs> At first, he said that he wanted to have sex and wanted me to send him pictures. And, of course, he got turned down. Um, Then he wanted to send me pictures, so he started sending me pictures. Then he got mad that I turned him down about meeting up and started saying that he was 14 years old and that he was going to tell his dad. Then the conversation switched, and he pretended to be his dad, and his dad was talking to me, (laughs) a.k.a. him, And then he said, I'm calling the police. Mind you, I found out this guy was messaging me from the United Kingdom. He's an ocean away from me. Not going to be able to do very much. He kept telling me over and over again, the police are here. They're on their way. They're going to come and arrest you. And I'm like, well, I can't wait to meet them. Like, let me know when they get there so I can say hello and introduce myself properly. And, of course, the conversation got weirder. And turned into, I was talking to the police through Instagram Messenger. Oh, God. They're going to come arrest me. They found me on satellite GPS, and they're going to come arrest me. And that was when I kind of had to break it to him, like, hey, I don't live where you live. This was a good, you know, fun (laughs) chat, and I'm glad that you got your jollies off by trying to convince me that I was in some sort of trouble just because you got turned down. But it's not going to work anymore. Oh, yeah. no, we'll have the U.S. We'll, we'll find out what police officers live next to you, and we'll call that station, and they'll come arrest you and send you to the U.K. I'm like, let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> as soon as I said, okay, I've had enough, you're getting blocked, then he went back to his 14-year-old self, and the conversation just went downhill from there. And I was like, really? Did I just – I wasted 20 minutes of my life with a 14-year-old, a dad, <laughs> police officers, and a 14-year-old all in one day. Yep, and the parliament over in the UK and all that stuff. Oh, yes, the parliament in the UK is coming to find me. They've located me on GPS tracker, and they are going to contact the United States Police Office to come and get me and send me over and deport my ass. Mm. Let me know how that works out for you, and uh, good luck with your life. Um, I feel sorry for the next woman that has to deal with this. (laughs) Well, I feel a lot better now from uh, my conversation of hitting you up and asking if you want to be on the podcast, you know? like No. I felt like a little out of place because I'm like, I, I really want you to be on the podcast. And I'm like, you know, did you think about it? You know, what do you think? You know, when's a good time? You know, and you're being persistent. Right. You want to have you come on. But 
thankfully I didn't have that to. That was definitely me. Um, that one was definitely one of the weirdest ones. I've also had people that have claimed to be photographers and they'll offer me, like they'll say, hey, we want to set up this amazing shoot and we, you know, we have it all themed out and you'll be paid and compensated for it. We'll pay for your travel. Hold on yours. And the, the, the most recent one that I had um, he said that he was from L.A. and that he would fly to my location to do the shoot. It would be a two-day shoot, and he would pay me $15,000. <laughs> I'm like, it, who are you? Like, it's crazy, though, because people fall for these things. There there are. There are people. Like I, I even had a lady go to the extent, like, she played it off very well. It came out as if it was a legitimate photo shoot opportunity. And she even went as far as sending me cashier's checks. Like, said, I'm going to send you your first part of your payment. This will verify your appointment with us and the shoot time and date. And it'll, you know, help you pay for your travel there and your gas and all that stuff in your hotel to begin with. And then we'll pay you the rest at the shoot date. And she sent me a cashier's check. And I've I've had people play this game with me before, and I've had it happen to other girls that I know. So we all kind of have niches where we can, you know, find out if you're legit or not. And I said, oh, well, it got lost in the mail, which I had actually received the very first check that she sent me. I said, it got lost in the mail. I, I don't know what happened to it. They said that they can't find it. Can you send another one? She's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Sends me the second check. The banks are different. The routing number is different. The name on the check is different. The date on the check and the second one was before the check, the first one that I received. And I finally had to message her back, and I was like, look, I said, I don't know what kind of scheme you're pulling. I said, but if you think that I'm dumb enough to not figure this out, you're sadly mistaken. I said, try, go ahead and try to do this with somebody else because I'm not interested anymore. And I even went as far as to locate and call the banks just to verify if the accounts were legitimate and they were completely fake accounts. People will go to some extreme lengths to screw people over. And if you're not, you know, you know, on your tiptoes with some of them, people can scam you big time. And it, like I said, it happens every day. There was, what was a while back? I think the lady got scammed. She thought she was uh, dating Bruno Mars or something. Oh God! Did you hear? Did you hear that one? And she was sending like she literally oh, sent him like ten thousand dollars. Like he claimed he was Bruno Mars and said, "I need ten thousand dollars in order to, uh, you know, do something with his tour so that he could, you know, be with her and everything." And the dumbass sent him ten thousand dollars, and then oh, was like God. upset that it wasn't really Bruno Mars. Like first of all, why the hell what? would Bruno Mars be asking exactly. you? Exactly. Like in for what 10, universe did you think that this is legitimately happening? <laughs> it's like that ninety-day fiance I mean, stuff. That- yeah, like, I understand that some people can fall for it, but I'm like, you know, where, at what point did you go wrong in your life that you don't have the common sense to figure out that this isn't real? The only thing I can think of is people just, you know, are so desperate for love and affection that right. they're just, you know, so jaded by everything that they they just believe it. You know, I say it's yep. like it's like 90 Day Fiance, if you've ever watched that show. It's like the oh, train wrecks that happen on there. It's like, really, like, like. I'm not shaming anybody, but these people go, like, to these third-world countries and want to figure out, you know, like, like, what made you think, like, they're they're using you as a meal ticket to get here, you know, and it's just... Yeah, it's not a... 
I do have a, a funny story. Um, everybody will always laughs at this one because it's it's so far-fetched that I didn't even think that it was real when it first happened to me. I was actually part of a catfish scheme. Um, a girl that I had gone to school with in high school had taken pictures of me from my Facebook. This was years back. Um, had taken pictures of me from my Facebook, like pictures of me, pictures of me and my ex-husband, pictures of me and my kids, and had created a Plenty of Fish account. Used all my information that she could remember from school and, like, my location, where I lived at, and then basically made up the rest. But I had three different people reach out to me at one point on my Facebook, and they were like, hey, like, we just found out that we've technically, like, been online dating you, and we just found out that you're not a real person. And I'm like, what? Okay, for one, you're you're dumb enough to believe that you were actually dating me. Two, you were dumb enough to not do your own internal investigation and figure out if I was actually a real person because that kind of scam happens on dating profiles all the time. There's a freaking TV show about it. And three, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. And I actually had a gentleman, I was at Red Lobster eating dinner with my two kids and my ex-husband at the time. And he was literally on his way to Red Lobster because he thought that I was cheating on him. Wow. Like, dude, I, I'm i sorry. You got scammed. Like, you, you literally got catfished. Like, it's not me. It never was me. It's never going to be me. Like, I'm happily married, and I have children with him, and I, I, I'm sorry that this happened to you. He was on his way to kick my ex-husband's ass and beat me up and go to jail for it. And I'm like, okay. All right. Well, we would have been beating somebody else up. At least you didn't catch the beat down. I, I was like, you're gonna, as I say, you're gonna beat somebody else up. It isn't me. Can you imagine being that yeah. person? Like, I mean, obviously you don't look the same, but can you imagine like the ex-boyfriend or you know the ex-husband part, and like the guy's just like, who the hell are you? But right, like I was like, is this guy really gonna come into Red Lobster? Because he lived in the same area. I was like, is he really going to come in here and, like, try to fight us in the middle of all these people? Like, what? Is this really going to happen? I'm going to have to call the cops. Like, this is really about to go down. And when I found out who the girl was, like, I I confronted her about it. And I said, what were you trying to accomplish? Like, you're obviously not. And it, and it basically, it was an attention thing for her. She was. Kind of, I mean, I don't talk down about anybody. I don't degrade anybody. I'm a, I'm a completely uplifting woman when it comes to different body types and, you know, things like that. But she was, you know, heavier set. She was kind of, I mean, in school, she would have been classified as the band geek in school. And um, she, 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 she wasn't in a, a popular circle in school, which, you know, high school can be very degrading and can diminish your self-esteem to next to zero. And she had never really grown out of that growing up out of high school. And that was her avenue to get attention from guys. And I told her, I said, like, I understand where you're coming from. But I said, don't use my picture no more. Like, you're not me. Yeah. And it it, it was a huge mess. Like, I had to go to the police to see if they were going to be able to press charges against her. Um, like, she was online saying that my children had died. Um, that I'd lost them in, in childbirth and a bunch of other shit. And I was just like, wow, like, you Phil really shit. went in depth. <laughs> yes, it was like really in depth. And I'm like, look, I don't know if you need help 
or what Clearly. the deal is, but <laughs> you, you, you can't, you can't pretend to be me anymore. I said, you need to go pick somebody else. Well, that's when you got to let her know that you're going for your RN, not your DM. Um, so yep. I can't really help yep. you with that, but I can maybe, you know, like take your vitals or something when you go to see your doctor for being, you know, yeah. loop. But, um, yes, I can definitely, I can do your triage before they take you into the psychiatric <laughs> unit for evaluation. But beyond that, I'm done helping you pretend to be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. You got a couple more questions to scroll through these. It was okay. crazy. Like so many people like were sending in questions. Um, I like this one here. Uh, what it, what do people compliment you on the most? What do you mostly get complimented on? Um, my personality. Okay. Um, I, I get a lot, especially, especially with the, the industry and stuff like that. Um, there's a huge stigma with models that, you know, most of us that are, you know, super stuck up and super snob nosed and that we, we think that our shit don't stink and that we're, you know, better than everybody else. And everybody that I work with, um, even models that have a bigger name than I do, I am one of the most humble people that you will ever meet. I, you know, I'm not judgmental unless you give me a reason to judge you. And I, I mean, I'm as nice as can be. Like, I don't have a stuck up bone in my body. And a lot of girls, when they get into this industry and they, you know, get a little bit of taste of fame, um, a lot of them tend to forget where they came from. And I, I pride myself on not being one of those people. Like, you know, I remember where I came from. I remember where I started and I'm as humble as I was then. And I'm as humble as I am now. And that's never going to change. Like I don't want a bad reputation of being a stuck up prude and I don't intend to have one anytime soon. And then uh, finally, uh, one question I want to ask from fans. Uh, let me see. Let me find a real good one here. Uh, all right. So we, we answered that one. We answered this one. Um, well, this is one that I was going to ask anyway. But um, okay. where, what, what's, the, what's the long-term plans and goals for you? Someone wanted to know, like, what do you plan on doing, you know, beyond OnlyFans? You know, like, what, what dreams do you have? I mean, obviously, you're getting the RN and, you know, continue to make money and doing the stuff on OnlyFans. But what do you really want to one day walk away and say, I'm, I'm happy I accomplished this. Um, well, now that I, I do the profession that I do, um, I, I am working on trying to get more publications in. Um, I have a, a couple publications getting ready to come out with some bigger name magazines. Um, my ultimate goal would be to get published in Playboy, um, Hustler, Penthouse, um, some of those big name magazines. Um, that's, that's my ultimate goal. Um, I do have aspirations once I finish school. Um, I, I really do. I fell in love with the state of Florida. Um, I've been down there a few times for some shoots, and I, I love the community. I love the atmosphere, and I, I don't want it to be a when I'm retirement age, just moving down there for a vacation home. Um, so my next, you know, one one and a half two year plan is to get through school, save up enough money to to make the move to Florida. And what advice would you give to anybody that's looking to do it is what you do? I mean, it's with OnlyFans, it's like it's like a cesspool. There's so many people that are on OnlyFans that created an OnlyFans. What have you found as a, a way that's helped you become successful on there that's, you know, allowed you to branch out to be recognized and noticed? Um, my biggest advice would be not to get discouraged. 
Um, it's not a, it's definitely not one of those, you know, get rich quick things. Uh, it takes dedication. It takes a lot of time and a lot of patience and more so just have the confidence in yourself that you can do it. Um, I know a lot of girls that get discouraged and they automatically go into that one track mind thinking that, you know, what is it about me that people don't like, or, you know, what is it about me that they don't want to see, or, you know, am I just not attractive enough? I always advocate to girls, you're beautiful in your own way, and there is somebody out there in the world that wants to see exactly what you have to offer. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might be a year from now. It might be five years from now. But as long as you stick with it and you don't give up, you'll you'll find success at your own at your own rate, I should say, because um, I, I did. I had a few times and a few months where – you know, I didn't make as much money as I did the previous month or I wasn't, you know, selling as much content as I was the previous month. And it, it was a little discouraging in the beginning and it eventually leveled off. And I was like, okay, now I'm out of the woods. You know, I, you know, thought about quitting it, but I didn't. I stuck with it and look what happened. I, you know, made even more money this month or et cetera. Uh, it's the same with modeling. Um, you can't get discouraged. You can't, you can't think that, oh, well, you know, my pictures didn't turn out good this time, but they turned out great this other time, so I don't understand. I don't, you know, what's the problem? Is it me? Was it the photographer? You just kind of have to go with the flow and just, just, I mean, basically just stick with it. Um, find that passion, find that drive, and just let it take hold of everything that you do. I feel like we should be queuing up like Christina Aguilera right now, like you were beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I need some, like, super like emotional music playing in the background and like like this is my like my, my fortune cookie uh stance here like all my stuff should be put in the fortune cookie book yeah exactly it might, it might be another adventure that you, you get into you know be writing a book of yeah. uh, how to do the you know how to be successful at only fans well, i know a, i know a lot of models um i mean it's it is cutthroat. I mean, it is a cutthroat world out there with models. Um, I know a few that are super, super humble. And then I know a few that are, you know, the exact opposite of that. And I always tell girls, um, I actually just did a seminar this past weekend and had a few models come in as part of the workshop. And we basically split off groups and I had them ask me questions. They were just starting out and they were, you know, just dipping their toes into the scene and, you know, they were asking me all these questions and advice of what to do, and I helped them with posing and, you know, giving them advice on facial features and, you know, how to advertise and how to network and all that. And I, I always tell people, you know, this industry, it doesn't do any good to be against each other or try to one-up the next person beside of you. We're all in this industry to do the same thing, and that's to, you know, make awesome content, network with awesome people, photographers, other models, and then ultimately make money. I would rather have my name built on knowing people than have my name built on the amount of money that I make out of it. Like, to me, it's just so much more valuable making the relationships that I have made rather than the dollar amount behind it. I, I always just tell people, you know, don't don't lose sight of why you're doing it. Don't get mixed up in, you know, trying to become a celebrity because when you try to become a celebrity, that's usually where you lose your focus. Well, that's why they had the post on Instagram where it says, you know, Instagram and reality, you know, it's, yep. it's, it's funny, you know, because it's it's so obvious, but 
you know, we live in a society where people just get so caught up in stuff that it's hard. It's hard to take those blinders off sometimes. Exactly right. And then some, it's, it's even harder that once you have those blinders on to, 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 you know, get back out of them. I mean, I, I know girls that started from the bottom that have worked their way to the top and they, they forgot who they were at the bottom and it, it hurts a lot of relationships for them. Um, you know, professional and, and personal. And sometimes it hurts those relationships to where you can't fix them. So I always tell people, you know, just, just be humble, be happy with what you have, be happy with what you don't have. You know, set your goals and just, you know, take it one step at a time. Now, I was going to ask, let everybody know where they can find you at on OnlyFans. And people are asking and wondering, you know, like, how do they see these videos? Are they per, like, a payment for each video? Like, explain where people can find you at on there. Um, my OnlyFans is at dcrane, it's D-C-R-N-E. 0621. Um, uh, it is a subscription only fans. It's $9.99 a month. And then, uh, most of my stuff you can preview on my, my page. Um, like my, my everyday postings. Um, I, you know, post teasers. I post full stuff. Um, most of my videos you do have to pay extra for, but it's reasonably priced. Like I'm not one of those girls where you have to pay $150 to see a five minute video. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that some girls do that. And, it, it it baffles me how some of the pricing works. Um, I am getting ready to start a tip menu. Um, so, like, I'm going to branch out and offer a lot more different services and a lot more different options to go with video buying. Um, you'll be able to soon buy my worn and used lingerie. Um, that has been a, a request that I've had from quite a few people. They want to actually buy my stuff. Um, and then I'm also going to dip into doing like autographed pictures, um, like eight by 10 prints, um, little things that I can, you know, personalize and send out to people. Um, my magazines, I do have some magazine covers that are getting ready to come out. And I've had people ask me about, um, like ordering a magazine and like, you know, having me sign it or personalize it for when I become rich and famous. Um, so I'm thinking about doing a tier with that as well. Um, my Instagram is at model Devan, simple, sweet, short to the point. Um, and then my Facebook, if you're brave enough to find my Facebook, which is filled with my kids and my personal life, um, it's just under Devany Crane. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on and talking to us and it's been really awesome getting to know you a little bit better and, uh, being so open with us because a lot of people, like I said, been doing OnlyFans and just don't want to, you know, indulge too much on what they're doing with their lives. But I appreciate you being an open book. And uh, you mentioned before we got on the podcast, you're like, I'm not bashful. I'll talk about whatever. So we appreciate your, that transparency. And uh, we can't wait to see and, and hear and see all the great things that you are going to be doing. And we wish you much success. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was, uh, this is my, I think my first ever like interview podcast. So this was an eye opener for me also. And it was definitely a great experience and would love to come back sometime in the future and, and update you guys on my new adventures and where I'm at and definitely catch up. Very awesome. And we'll always welcome you back anytime you want to come on the podcast. Like we're not, we're not going to tell you no, like really, like seriously, <laughs> like we're not idiots here. We're not going to say no, you can't come back on the podcast. So when you want to come back on, you just shoot us a message like, Hey, I don't know what you're doing tomorrow, but block out some time for me. And guess what? Everything, <laughs> everything gets canceled that day. We're doing, we're doing that podcast for you. Um, Absolutely. 
absolutely. <laughs> well, we appreciate it again, and uh, much success to you, and hope to hear from you soon. All right. Thank you very much for having me again. Hey, everyone. This is Devany Crane, a.k.a. Model Devan, and you're listening to Mixmaster B on MMB Radio.